What Do We Do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Introducing listeners to the leaders in our community. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside WWJ Midday News anchor, Brooke Allen. Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. Our goal with the What Do We Do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth, your retirement, and your lifestyle. And I'm Dewey Steffen. Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community for conversations that can help with investment decisions so you can plan for and live your best life. Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Brooke Allen. Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. Thank you so much for being with us on the What Do We Do podcast. We are just rocking and rolling. Of course, this is season two, episode six number 48. So thank you for being with us. And of course, as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the bell, and just share away with the What Do We Do podcast because we try to be relevant to the times, to the community, and Dewey Stuffin, that is exactly our mission. Brooke, it's great to see you. (laughs) That is our mission, right? Our mission is to help the community. Our mission is to share what we know with the community. Absolutely. So all of you YouTube viewers, podcast listeners, absolutely please download, share, subscribe. Um, We're all one big community and we're going to have another awesome episode today. Did you say number 48? I did. Holy moly. Well, I'm fired <laughs> up to be here. Thank you for uh, being here as well. And uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, you know what? Inflation is uh, through yes. the roof, right? And the holidays are right around the corner. So how do we kind of uh, navigate our way through this when everything is costing so much? Inflation. What is even? What is, what what is, is it, right? Does anybody even know? Does anybody care? They talk about inflation all the time. Are you kidding me? This year, inflation is through the roof, like you said. And um, we need to discuss it absolutely. Inflation talks about uh, the price of goods, right? The price of goods sold. And uh, we have a technical name for inflation, and that is CPI, Consumer Price Index. So we have a lot to talk about as it relates to inflation for sure. And then as we uh, go go through it. We'll talk about ways to combat it, ways mm-hmm. to defeat it. And then also... How about ways to avoid it? <laughs> I don't know if you can avoid it. <laughs> I don't think I so. I don't know either. But um, we all we will talk about, since the holidays are here, and if inflation means the price of goods sold, that means that the price you would pay for things at the holidays, mm-hmm. and whether that's the food at your table, the gifts uh, that you give, whatever else, you need to make sure that uh, you do the best you can. So we have another top 11 list of things to do. We love our list. Absolutely. Why give a top 10 list when you can give a top 11 list of things to do to combat inflation via spending habits? So we'll talk about that uh, in the second half of the show, but maybe we start with just understanding uh, what inflation is and sharing that with our audience today. Okay. So, you know, put it in, you're the expert, so put it in layman's terms. I mean, I know when I fill up my car... Uh, it's more expensive. So, and I know when I'm grocery shopping, everything seems more expensive. So tell me, is this true? So absolutely, it is in many uh, fronts. There are a few actually we'll talk about also that Mm -hmm. uh, prices actually come down. There's a deflation. How about that one? But- I digress. Inflation is everywhere. It's run amok. And so, um, as you would say, uh, the easiest one to un- understand and analyze is at the pump. Mm-hmm. Gas was maybe $2 a gallon a year ago, and now it's $3 per gallon. That's a 50% increase. 50 
And so has lumber, so has uh, food, so has basically every category. And so we measure that in economic terms through what we call inflation or um, consumer price index, which the initials CPI, and it comes from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So this is a calculation that is always evaluated because it's an important part of economic prosperity or just understanding where we are. Uh, make some sense? Yes, definitely. Okay. So with um, the CPI, there is a host of categories. We've said in past episodes about the S&P 500, right. and there's 11 sectors of the S&P. Well, there's more than 11 sectors of the CPI indices calculations, but I'm going to give you the eight major groups, and they would be housing, apparel, transportation, food and beverage, education and communication, medical care, recreation, and then other goods and services, pretty broad calculation, but that would be including energy, which is a big one. So those major eight groups, you can just see how were prices last year, how are prices this year. Um, I think everyone just knows the word inflation, but no one really knows what it means. And I believe this to be because the last five years from 2016 to 2021, Every single year, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020, inflation was under 3%. Most of those years, it was under 2% or right at 2%. So 2% inflation, hey, what does that mean? I don't know. Something was a dollar last year. It's a dollar two this year. Something was 100 bucks last year. That means it might cost 102 bucks this Not year. Not a big difference. Not a big difference. In pre-pandemic, most of us would get... Uh, CPI or cost of living adjustment raises at work and they might have been three or four percent. So you get a cost of living adjustment of three uh, percent and maybe inflation's two percent. You're one percent above. So uh, things are different now. The inflation rate as uh, measured by CPI is 5.4 percent. 5.4 percent. It was 2.4 1% last year. And actually post-COVID, it was 1.4% last year. So 1.4 to 5.4, that's basically a triple. Wow. So inflation has gone up 3x. And I don't know about you, but my pay did not go up 3x. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yes. So um, that's a very serious uh, reality. Because like right? Inflation and pay and... Uh, well, usually <laughs> what happens is you have, yes, inflation goes up, pay goes up, everything kind of goes locked. And adjusts. And adjusts, right? They would say adjust for inflation, right. adjust for things, absolutely. So in the past, though, your wages went up, everything else went up, uh, money in the bank paid more than 3%, investments in the stock market might pay 8%, you might have real estate or wherever else that pays 8% or 10%. So um, you were doing well, no matter where your money was, mm -hmm. but now 5.4% uninflation is the highest going back to 2008 levels. This cannot be stressed enough, this is crazy and you need to understand how it will impact you as a family, you as a person, you as a business owner, etc. So um, with that, we think there are two ways to fight inflation. One is by investing differently. And we'll talk about that. It's very important. And you also can change your spending habits. You can also change what you do what do we do mm -hmm. to uh, survive and then thrive when the prices of goods are going up? So with that, um, any questions or comments about uh, what I've said so far? Okay, so inflation, obviously everything's going up and you mentioned investments to try to combat that or at least get through it, right? So where do you start? I mean, do you switch all your investments around knowing that inflation could go even higher or it may drop? 
Yeah, great question. So first, we need to start with where we are. And okay. so you need to figure out where is your money now? And what do you um, expect it to do? What is the expected rate of return on what you currently have? And that would go to your home. How much is your home worth now? What do you think it's going to go up to? Is it going to go up or go down? Back that up to money in the bank. Money in the bank typically pays decent interest. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the past you could get 2 or 3% interest on your money in the bank. Not anymore. So not anymore. You get zero. Right. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Um, and so if you are getting zero zit, zilch nada on your money in the bank and cost of goods are going up 5.4% on average, that means that you're losing money. Uh, we call CDs these days mm -hmm. certificates of depreciation. They used to be certificates of deposit, mm -hmm. but now with taxes and inflation, you're losing your purchasing power. And this is very significant. Um, take $100, turn into $1,000, turn into $100,000, turn into a million dollars, do the math. If you're getting a zero in the bank, mm -hmm. and actually the average bank... Um, one-year CD is 0.15, so on $100,000, uh, you would get a whopping $150 in interest, but if something that costs $100,000 has inflation on par, then that thing that's $100,000 will cost you $105,400, and so you're going to be going backwards. Multiply that out by year two, year three, year four, year five. So we're in a very significant situation. I can't stress it enough. The Federal Reserve has said that this might just be transitory, which means short-term, as a rebound from COVID, I'm not so sure. I think it's here to stay. So we need to understand how you can invest your money to do better than 0.15 in the bank if everything else around you is going to be costing more than 5% more year over year. Make some sense? It does. Okay, so good investments, bad investments, they're all out there. Yes. So you have, again, stocks, bonds, cash, and alternatives are those broad categories along with real estate. And so in the past, you might have a 60-40 mix of stocks and bonds. Well, we know bonds don't pay much interest right now. We know that bonds have very little interest at all. And so um, not related to today's show, but we also believe that um, to combat inflation, the Fed may start to raise rates. So if interest rates do go up, that means the price of your current bonds actually goes down. So for two reasons, we uh, say that if you have a bunch of bonds in your portfolio now, you need to address that. You need to review that and talk to your financial professional and get an opinion to make sure that what you have is what you should have for uh, the rest of this year and into 2022. So um, anything that has to do uh, with interest rates, and whether that's a bank uh, or your uh, investments in bonds, you need to be very very, very careful going forward. And then again, you need to find investments and Brooke, we have some <laughs> that uh, will do well and are what are known as hedges against inflation. So we'll talk about those as well. Okay. So you mentioned interest rates and it's just so curious because interest rates were super low. And can you just speak to how much interest rates affect everything? Uh, sure. That's uh, very easy for me to do in okay. uh, this podcast. <laughs> I will write a book and I will teach a class at the university after that. Um, yes, no, I totally get it. And yes, so I'm going to make it uh, very simple, okay? Um, one of uh, our guys here on staff today actually did a quick analysis, a quick um, evaluation of different um, interest rate numbers and how that would affect your money, if you will. And so we found that if you take $100,000, Okay. Mm -hmm. And you kept it in a bank right now at 0.15% and you compounded it. We've talked in prior episodes about compound interest and that is the eighth wonder of the world according to Albert Einstein. Mm -hmm. But for this exercise, if you compound 0.15% after 10 years, your 100,000 grows to, what do you think? 
Oh, I'm horrible. Hundred thousand. <laughs> you get hundred and fifty bucks a year, compounded, compounded uh, with one with point one five percent interest. What do you think you have it for ten years on that hundred grand you started? A lot of money. I'll tell you, not really. One hundred and one thousand five ten point one seven. So after ten years of money in the bank, mm-hmm. this is for all of you watching and all of you listening. You would have one hundred and one thousand five hundred. If the interest rate in the bank does not go up from point one five, you can compound it and have one hundred one thousand bucks ten years later. Does that sound like a good deal? No. Heck no. So then if you can find a, I don't know, a whopping 3% somewhere, Mm -hmm. let's see if a financial professional can help you do that. (laughs) If you can get a whopping 3% per year compounded, what do you think you have on 100 Gs? A decent amount of money. A decent amount. And it got more than that 0.15. Okay, significantly more. You'd have 134,000 and change. 134, 391, spot 64. So you, uh, just 3% versus 0.15, you have 30 plus thousand dollars mm-hmm. more over a decade. Significant, I think. Yes, very right? much. Well, we're not done. We're just getting started. <laughs> 5%. 100,000, 5% compounded would be 162,800 and change. Okay, mm-hmm. 7%. I'm not talking about doubling your money. I'm not talking about hitting that home run. I'm just talking about getting a fair rate of return, whether that's a vehicle like real estate or something else that pays a, a coupon or a dividend or a diversified portfolio. If you can get three or five, you're doing better than 0.15. But if you can get 7%, the whopping seven, and guess what? The stock market average is 10. Oh. 100 years, 10%. So we're going to go sub-stock market average, just 7%. Mm-hmm. We want to be conservative around here. So again, please talk to your financial professional and understand what's correct for your situation. But 100000 at 7% compounded would be 196000 and change, almost a double. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair enough. So even if you don't want to put the whole thing into the stock market, you might want to take the whole thing out of 0.15 and sprinkle it other right. places. But again, you need someone professional to do this, obviously, to help you through this, right? Uh, well, you either can find a financial professional to help you, or you can certainly do it yourself as long as you understand and do the work. We always say just do the work, uh, but get started. Start now. That's always the step one. So that's a pretty dramatic, I think, start. 100000 on a table, 100000 right. 10 years later. 100000 in a bank at 0.15, a decade later, 101000 The cost of goods sold, let's use that 5% number. If inflation stays where it is, Brooke, at 5.4%, we're going to be sub that at 5%. So guess what? That 100000 is only um, the things that you would buy for 100000 are going to cost 162000 So you're going to have a $60,000 shortfall, and then... Mark that out 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So inflation effects and what we say erodes your purchasing power. Make sense? It does. Okay. Most people probably understand taxes and taxes work the same way. The more they take of your taxes, Mm -hmm. the less money you got. Exactly. Well, in this case, the more that uh, things go up in cost, the less you can buy. Right. Right. But some people don't always do that, right? What do you mean? Well, I mean, uh, even because inflation is up and people keep spending the way that they're normally accustomed to and they don't account for those changes, and maybe their spending habits get a little bit bad. (laughs) Credit cards. Yes. Credit cards. Maxed out, right? Debt is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So no way, Jose. We're not going to advocate for that at all, but people do for sure do that. So we've talked about many times in the last two years that right now with the situation that we have, this is the investing landscape of a lifetime. And that has not changed with where the stock market is today or where 
cryptocurrency is today or where anything else is today. But with interest rates so low, you can restructure your debt. So we always say as soon as you have money, put three to six months in a safe account for a rainy day, mm -hmm. then go and look at your debt, uh, service your debt, restructure or retire bad debt. And we say that's absolutely any debt above 8%. We would really say it should be any debt above 5%. So if you have any of those $14.99 or 21.99 credit cards, uh-uh. Again, no way, Jose. <laughs> so, um, so that's it. Yes. Okay. Um, you need to live within your means and spend what you have um, and no more, but ultimately need to save and invest. But saving um, in the bank is not really going to help you with inflation where it is now. Okay, but it seems kind of like, I mean, do you think people should panic at this or just kind of take a deep breath and know that it can all be figured out? I'm going to panic a little bit. Listen, I'm not here to just like walk the line. Like <laughs> if I go put gas in my car mm -hmm. and it cost me 30 bucks and now it's costing me 60 bucks, I'm panicked, you know, and it doesn't matter what kind of car you have. When I go get my eggs and they were two bucks and now they're three bucks, I'm a little panicked. I was budgeting mm -hmm. for so much to spend per month per year, and it is out of whack. And so uh, if you have a diversified investment portfolio, then you are blessed with some gains in the market since April 1st of 2020, for sure. But going forward, if you expect those same gains to continue, you're crazy. Out of touch. What's a good word? What's a, what's a more politically mm. correct word than crazy? You're out of touch with probably reality, or you're setting yourself up for Failure. Failure, right? So because of that, um, you need to find things that are either good investments during periods of inflation or this fancy word, just mm -hmm. hedge. Hedge your investments. What are some good hedges against inflation? And there are some. Okay. Right? So I'm happy to go through some of those. And we're going to get people to stay away from things that are bad investments during inflationary periods, and then go towards ones that are good investments during inflationary periods. Okay, so can I ask you this? So if um, something is good right now, a good investment during this time, will it always be a good investment? Uh, it depends on what it is. How's that for a uh, for a politically correct <laughs> answer? A lot of it actually begins, please talk to your financial professional. You have to have a plan, right? And a plan is not for the next three months. The plan is not even for the next three years. Maybe the plan is for the next 30 years, but you always need to review your plan because facts change. And when the facts change, you need to change your plan, right? Um, the Federal Reserve has said that this inflationary period is transitory. It won't last. Mm -hmm. We have supply shock issues. We have uh, we have chip shortages, and we have constraints because of the um, you know shipping containers, challenges. right? Yes. So hey, once that all gets settled, we're good. We're cool. We're back to two percent inflation. Uh uh, I don't buy it. Okay. If I'm wrong, hey, you just protected yourself and you got a little extra cushion. But I don't buy it, and we're seeing that it's getting worse, not better. And so along those lines, um, there are investments that you kind of want to underweight or uh, reduce. And those would be traditional bonds, mm -hmm. traditional bonds, and also um, fixed annuities, and also um, CDs, those certificates of depreciation, as I, as I call them, and even some whole life policies that have these cash value accounts that, again, the interest that you're going to make is not going to keep up with what the inflation rates are. So if you can't um, keep up, you're going to fall behind. So those are four very quick investments that um, will probably underperform mm -hmm. during a period of inflation, which we're seeing now. So um, 
be prepared. And again, you can't get all out and all in because there's other reasons why you would hold each of those four investments. So actually, I wouldn't really hold any CDs of any um, size, but traditional bonds, you should always have some fixed annuities and whole life you certainly should consider in certain situations. So again, I'll say it again, talk to your financial professional for a more detailed explanation for your specific situation. However, Mm -hmm. Brooke, I'm going to give you six simple investments, not, okay. not complicated, simple investments to help you either thrive during an inflationary time or hedge against loss. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one is a bond because everyone's like, hey, Dewey, you got to have a little safety, my man. And I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. So there's a thing called uh, treasury inflation protected securities. We call them TIPS. And when you go to the restaurant, make sure you tip your bartender and wait staff for sure. (laughs) Give them a little extra too, because they're working really hard these days as well. But um, yeah, so tips, if you want your money safe and you believe in the uh, government as your insurance of your currency, then you can go from traditional 30-year bonds or 20-year bonds or whatever and go into some tips. And so those are, again, the word treasury inflation protected. So that's what it's for, protecting, protecting. against inflation. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we still don't think that that's going to help you thrive. That's just going to help you survive. Help you survive and hedge. Right? Absolutely. Um, the other one is what people always say, I don't know, are you sure? And that's stocks. Stocks are risky. Mm. When um, when there's inflation, that means that things slow down or things cost more. People do less. And so the economy kind of takes a pause or goes backward and stocks relate to the economy. So stocks go down. And we say, yes, they do for a short period of time. So when there's a shock to the system, things have to reset. And so we do say that in a period of inflation, you could expect that the stock market may adjust. And we haven't seen that yet. Again, inflation is Mm 5.4% as of September's numbers and stock market's at an all-time high. So maybe the stock market's going to um, retrench and come down a little bit. We would understand that. We would expect that. But if it doesn't, you're still going to do better than the bank because that means it's going up. If it comes down, then take advantage of that opportunity to buy what we call buy the dip. Make some sense also? Okay, yeah. And Brooke, I used to tell people all the time um, with the stock part of it, it's really simple. If you can't beat them, join them. And what I mean by that is if gas at the pump is going to go up from $2 a share to $3 a share, why don't you buy stock in the oil company that you're filling up? So when you're there, instead of uh, you know cussing four letter words at the pump, you're you like, yeah, I'm have a shareholder, a piece of that, right? <laughs> yeah, I get a little piece of that action. So uh, very seriously, that is what happens when you buy stocks. You have ownership in these companies, and so if they pass on uh, price increases or they're making profits because of this, well, as a shareholder, give me my, my give me my money, give me that dividend. So um, that's a way that again you can participate in inflation hmm. by having uh, shares or investments in publicly traded. Companies. Fair enough? Fair enough. Okay. So that's a pretty easy one, but a lot of people don't really want to, they don't know, it, it freaks them out a little bit. The next one is called real estate. Have you heard of this? I have. Yeah, real estate. It's everywhere. <laughs> um, and real estate or REITs, real estate investment trusts, you can get investments in, and they are also hedges against inflation. Um, it's a real simple concept that when uh, the economy is doing well, uh, housing prices go up. Right? Right. Um, typically. And if the cost of goods to build a house go up because everything costs more lumber, uh, you know, all of the um, components that go into a house, if they go up, well, guess what? The builder's not going to sell it for less than he paid to build it. Right. So he's going to charge uh, increased prices. And so all the other houses in the neighborhood, they will adjust up to that price. Have you heard of this website called Zillow? Oh, yes. Yeah. So you go Zillow around. Comps. Yeah, comps, <laughs> comps, comps, neighborhood comps, yep. uh, 
town comps, city comps, country comps, whatever it is, right? So anyway, yes, with comps, you can see firsthand that, hey, uh, my house has gone up in value, and that's specifically correlated to the price of goods to build that house. So if prices do come down, then you will see your housing prices start to come down as well. And none of this all goes together. This is not 100% in or 100% out. This is why um, a financial professional can be of assistance <laughs> right? because it's uh, it's somewhat complicated, uh, and you have to understand, are you looking short-term, medium-term, or long-term? Are you looking at the trees? Are you looking at the forest? And so um, that's one real estate and real estate investment trusts. Okay. Fair enough? Yep. Okay. Another one a lot of people talk about, I certainly subscribe to, check out some prior podcasts, but lately I'm not so sure it's working. About gold? Shh, quiet. <laughs> gold. Yes, gold. It's always shining bright. Mm-hmm. Right, come on. Gold is always shining bright. And uh-uh, it's not. No. Gold is down about 8% on the year. So the stock market is up about 15%. Gold's down 8%. Um, what? And inflation is up 5.4. So what the heck is going on? This gold's... This gold's melted. Melted. No. <laughs> so again, everything is... Um, short-term, medium-term, or long-term, and everything kind of can beat to its own drum at a certain time. And there are periods during inflationary times when gold does not act as the hedge it's supposed to. There are times when it has absolutely acted like the hedge that it historically has. So there are a lot of people that are uh, evaluating if gold is going to continue to be the historical hedge against inflation that it has been in the past. I believe it will, but Brooke... Mm-hmm. There's this other new gold out there. Have you heard of this? Oh, yes. What is it? It's a cryptocurrency. Digital gold. Come on now. <laughs> Let's keep up with the time. Sorry, man. Yeah, digital gold, <laughs> cryptocurrency, yeah. Bitcoin. So, um, yes. And so, Bitcoin has recently uh, surpassed 60,000 uh, US dollars per coin. And so, that's an all time high. And so, a lot of people are saying, you know what? I need to diversify or I need to have other hedges against inflation and gold might not be that hedge because that's old school um you know that's like having aol well i'm not going to say that that's true (laughs) but i understand the concept absolutely (laughs) yes and i don't have aol i have a msn or a hotmail right and whenever i tell someone younger about that they look at me and say seriously they're still there (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, no, really? They still have that? Right. So, yes, AOL um, is old school for sure. MSN and Hotmail might be, um, I don't even know, middle school. Right. Okay. And then Gmail and who knows if there's some other mail I don't even know about yet. But um, anyhow, so, yes, um, cryptocurrencies are absolutely currently a hedge against inflation and just take a look at the returns of these investments that we've talked about versus um, the rate of inflation. And in the short term, all of them except gold has performed better than that inflation rate. And take a look at bonds, CDs, fixed annuities, and your whole life cash balance. And uh uh-uh, you have not kept up with 5.4 in some regards, especially uh, the ag bond index. It's minus on the year. So there are a lot of things going on. And if you're not paying attention to inflation and moving your investments around to uh, take advantage of inflation, I mean, listen, don't panic. Right. Let's prosper, baby. Just made that up. <laughs> uh, so really, please talk to your professional again. I've said it. And uh, make sure that you are on a path to prosperity for 2022. Because it can happen. Absolutely. Right? For sure. I mean, for sure. So uh, it can yeah. happen and there's no reason to panic. Just kind of hang tight and figure out what you need to do. Have a plan. Yes. Because again, 
things are costing more, whether it's a loaf of bread or gas at the pump or the price of your house. Again, your investments need to be keeping up with the rate of inflation. And if you don't have any extra money, that will go to this next segment, mm-hmm. which will be how to spend differently and get better spending habits so you can fight inflation <laughs> with no money, just with your behavior. Hey guys, it's Brooke. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his great team at Great Lakes Wealth. Do you feel overwhelmed managing your assets? Well, Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. That is really what they are all about. They will help you develop a custom financial plan utilizing all of your assets and keeping your goals in mind. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about, helping you and your family achieve your financial dreams. So go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today and tell Brooke sent you. Okay, so would that bring us to the wants and needs? Is this when you really need to break it down like that? Wants and needs. We used to say you have your needs, wants, and wishes. Right. And again, as it relates to the holidays, I think you're going to need to uh, make a list, check it twice, find out who's naughty and nice. (laughs) Right. But um, yes, absolutely. The holidays are fast approaching. Yes, they are. Have you heard about this? I have. Yes. So next week. (laughs) I have kids. Trust me. I've heard about this. Next week will be Thanksgiving. And again, let's do a real quick sidebar. Brooke, I Mm -hmm. have so much to be thankful for. I count my blessings every day. Nothing's perfect. I have issues. I have challenges. But um, I um, believe my cup is at least half full, Mm -hmm. if not more. So I am counting my blessings. Next week is Thanksgiving. So I am going to do something right now and give thanks before I talk about, holy moly, now what? And, uh, you know, use some four-letter words out right. there for uh, what's coming next after Thanksgiving, which is? Christmas, Hanukkah. Yes, the holiday season. The holiday season. season, right? It's here, right. And so as it relates to shopping, you're going to have this thing called Black Friday. Mm-hmm. This other thing called Small Business Saturday. Saturday, and then right. Cyber Monday. Booyah or boohoo? I think probably a little bit of both. Right, absolutely. So that is spending, Right. And last year um, in season one, we talked about the details of Black Friday, Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday. So go check out last year's episode if you want to understand the actual economics and how much money is spent and where it goes and how it flows. But this year we're going to get into just how do you combat inflation when you're going to purchase stuff Mm -hmm. for your friends and family uh, for the holiday season. Right. Right. Well, yeah. So we have come up with a list of 11. That's right. What's better than 10? Always 11. Always 11. One better than a perfect 10 is a perfect 11. We have come up with a list of 11 ways to beat inflation for the holidays with your spending. Right. It's tough. We're going to do it. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start by uh, explaining a few things that have had major, major inflation rate increases. And maybe a few that, you know, maybe they're about the same year over year. Um, I used to always say that, and anyone out there, a parent or a child, don't listen to this and take me seriously because it's not appropriate. But do you know how much a two liter of Coca-Cola costs? Have you, you know what two, you know what what Coca-Cola is? Yes, of course. Pop, (laughs) soda. soda. A soda. Right. So um, listen, the reason I said it is bad. You shouldn't drink it. It's uh, it's unhealthy. Sorry, Coke. I am a shareholder in your company. But um, uh, it's got tons of sugar. Mm-hmm. It is not a healthy choice. Is that fair? It is. However, we're all going to have a little uh, pop soda, Coke, Pepsi once in a while. Is this fair? It is fair. Okay. Well, I'm going to guess. I'm just going to say that, you know what? You can find a two liter on sale for 99 cents somewhere. Right. 
I think you can. You can. And I think my entire adult life, I've been able to find it for 99 cents somewhere. How about now? I think so. Oh. I actually do think so. Sure, go find a coupon. I'm not exactly sure. But I would tell you that there are some things that in the last 10, 20, or 30 years, the prices really haven't gone up that much. Um, uh, I don't have specific details of what something cost in 1972 or 1995 or last week, but there are some things that just have not really gone up in price in my, you know, in, in my visual eyes understanding it. And I would just say, again, you can find a two liter of pop uh, with a coupon for right. 99 cents. Okay. okay. There are other things, though, that are very much um, doubled, tripled, or quadrupled in price, and that would be, you know, homes. Mm-hmm. Cars, right? Um, a lot of other things. So in the last year, we've said inflation is now five point four percent, right? Well, in the last year, year over year, rental cars are up forty two point nine percent. So I wouldn't go rent a car for anybody for the holidays, right? Okay, I would be very aware of uh, renting cars, and maybe I'd take the bus, public transportation. <laughs> get yourself on a bike. It's, uh, it's maybe more, just walk. It's more healthy, <laughs> and it's going to save you some money. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Maybe there you go. Um, gasoline is up forty-two point one. Again, if something was two bucks and now it's three bucks, that's a fifty percent increase. Mm-hmm. So the national average for gasoline has gone up forty-two point one percent year over year, and that's a lot of money. That's a serious deal, yes, um, especially used, if you're going to go on a road trip. Hundred percent, right? And yes, absolutely. Um, used cars, used vehicles are up twenty-four point four percent, and again, a lot of that has to do with the fact that there are uh, shortages of of new cars, right. and so people are then looking to get used cars. And so if it's supply and demand, supply and demand, and right? There you go. Prices go up. Hey, that's called inflation. Here we go again. Um, hotel rooms and appliances have also gone up uh, more significantly than uh, some of the other um, categories out there. So those are just some broad things that have gone up quite a bit in cost. Uh, lower than average inflation, you have food at restaurants, food at home, uh, recreation, clothing, IT, hardware services, personal care, education, college tuition, etc. And so there are some things that depending on uh, where you are in the country or where it is you um, are you know, purchasing your items, you may not actually have seen that much inflation. And the two that stand out to me, Brooke, mm-hmm. this is pretty impressive, pretty um Pretty, uh-huh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. One is um, some college tuition. Yeah. Some educational uh, costs have come down because a lot of people have a gap year. A lot of people said, I don't even need education. Yeah, I'm from the streets. I go from the school of hard knocks. <laughs> right. School of hard knocks. So uh, and that's serious. So guess what? If uh, supply and demand, if uh, there's less demand, then the price has got to come down a little bit. So education at some um, qualifying schools have actually come down in price year over year. So that's called deflation. So maybe that's a good time to give someone the gift of education. Give them a, oh. give them a, give them a year of school. Give them an MET or an MESP. Right. Give them some kind of, you know, education. It's a good investment for everybody, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, some prescription drugs have actually come down in price and the category is minus 1.6. So this is where I also say, you know, maybe there's a uh, fake news Mm-hmm. I don't know what's fake news and real news all the time, but again, I know when I get my prescription drugs, uh, they're not 1.6% cheaper. Right. They're they're costing me more, but maybe I've got uh, crazy drugs and <laughs> don't do drugs and I don't actually have any drugs, so we're okay. Anyway, but uh, so prescription drugs are actually minus 1.6 according to the federal data. And um, you know, I think a lot of people would disagree with that. I think they may. So that's what it is. But let's get on point now. So okay. that is kind of the uh, that is kind of the color okay. to um, inflation by categories of things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about 11, 10 plus a bonus, things you can do to beat inflation as you shop or maneuver through the holidays. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, the very first one is start now. 
like right now. Like, yeah. Give me your phone and start shopping. Yes, get a plan. Well, <laughs> right. yes, get a plan. And if you right. fail to plan, you plan to fail. So right. figure it out. Yes, get going. If you're doing shopping for the holidays, mm-hmm. get going. If you do it last minute, guess what? Prices are up, yeah. probably, or your supply is limited and things are sold out. Anything, right? So that's n- number one. Is very easy. Just start your shopping now. I think number two is hard. What's number two? Uh, set a limit for people and stick to it. Set a limit for tough. people and stick with it. Why is that so tough? I don't know. You know, you see something, you have a list and you think, oh, they'll love that. It's not on my list. I'll go ahead and buy it. Fair enough. I think you need to be a little bit more of a disciplinarian. <laughs> and uh, but absolutely stick to limits. Have a budget. Right. right. So let's um, um, be responsible in a period of time when things cost more. Um, spend less. Spend. Have a limit. Right. Fair enough. Number two, pretty simple. Just like you said, it is hard to do. It I is hard. It. Yeah. Number three is make a list and check it twice. Before buying, Cross people off. Sounds like that mean? sounds like the holiday. Yeah. That's a little holiday. Uh, like the Rachel nice threw list. that in there. Good job, Rachel. <laughs> make a list and check it twice. That's for who's naughty and nice, right? And then um, do that before you buy, so you can understand again. Um, and that goes back to number one and number two. Figure out who you're buying for, and then make a limit. Okay, Fair I'm enough. really good at number four. I have to tell you. Scope out the sales. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I'm very good at finding sales and using coupons, and you know, saving my. Can I say a store name? Cole's Cash. Yeah, <laughs> scope Navy out or, the sales. You know, is whatever it four. is, right? I mean, you just plan ahead for that. Sure. Number four is scope out the sales. So absolutely, I think so uh, you are getting a discount. <laughs> I mean, that goes back to Black Friday, right? Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday, or as you said, just uh, collect your Cole's uh, Cash <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Start spending it. Have a strategy for right? sure. So yes, don't pay retail. Go get find something on sale. Get a deal. Yes. Uh, number five, comparison shop. Hmm. Kind of kind of similar, but it different. Is. Yeah. I mean, you find two that are the same, find out which one's got a lower price. Where at? Right? If you have two things that are the same and one's cheaper somewhere else, go buy it at the cheaper place. Um, I always use, for an example, for this one, comparison shop. It doesn't have to do with buying things for the holidays. But if you see... Uh, Two gas stations on a corner. Right. And one's got uh, gas that's 10 cents more expensive. I never understand why people over there buying their gas. They're paying 10 cents more a gas. It's very interesting because they're right across the street. I think a lot of it has to do with what side their gas tank is on. That? Honestly. Is that what it is? I think so. Fair enough. uh, Again, (laughs) I don't have the answer. I just noticed that. Why are they over there paying 10 cents more per gallon than me? And I think I'm a smart guy, but there's probably something I'm missing out. (laughs) Maybe they have a coupon or maybe there's some kind of special deal. Maybe they're a rewards member. Maybe. Absolutely. But uh, but yes, comparison shop. Mm -hmm. So again, I guess the overarching theme so far is take your time, except for start now. Except for right now, right? Start now and then make sure you have a plan, I guess. Okay. Um, And then number six, determine where you will splurge and where you will save. Okay. Sounds kind of like uh, some of the other ones in, in the group of um, you just need to do your work, evaluate, and uh, decide if you're going to um, stick to that price per person or maybe one person gets above uh, the limit and one <laughs> gets below gets it. Maybe anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it's very important. So again, uh, yeah, decide ahead of time uh, where you will splurge. Maybe it's worth it, again, for food. So again, just this, not, this is just not for, for the holidays. For the gifts that you wrap up. This right. might be for the food that you're going to serve. This might be for the clothes that you need to buy uh, for, you know, for the holiday season. So again, you just need to uh, really pay attention and just don't start buying stuff and scooping it up. In a frenzy, right? In a frenzy. You got it. Um, this number seven, I know, came from you because we talked it the did. other day. And it I'm did. like, that makes a lot of sense to me, yep. Brooke. I appreciate this. Exactly. The supply chain issues, uh, prices, inflation, like everything we've talked about, 
gift cards seem to be a good bet this year. You know, you just said it very um, eloquently and very economic uh, strategistly. Oh, and I was me. just going to say, um, it's just, it's easier. Get the <laughs> gift cards. They're just a lot easier. You don't have to worry about. You uh, have to wrap them. You, don't you can to. get to the limit because I'm, I'm giving you 25 bucks. Right, for period. Sure. You can, don't have to worry about uh, comparison shopping. I'm giving you 25 <laughs> bucks. So again, you say that it's very, uh, you know, strategic. Right. Supply chain issues. Just avoiding issues. Hey, I'm just, I'm with you. It's, just, it's number seven. <laughs> use gift cards. Right. Absolutely. For sure. Number eight is what? Track your purchases. Track your purchases. I'm bad at this. I'm not a spreadsheet guy either, but uh, get some kind of uh, some system in place. Mm-hmm. Track your purchases. Understand and maybe see how much you spent this year versus last year versus next year. Or just understand and make sure that if you are buying packages online that they arrive. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting your money's worth. How and it's the that? right product too, I think, right? Fair enough. Yeah, Absolutely. We've been hearing a lot about that. Absolutely. And number nine? Oh, Yeah. Plan for shipping. I, it says don't forget the plan for <laughs> shipping, and that's the cost of shipping. And right? guess what? Taxes, too. Don't forget to add in the tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? A lot of things now, they have a tip line. And um, I feel pressure. Brooke, this is a sidebar. But I feel pressure to put a little tip. I mean, it's like when I'm getting takeout um, at a restaurant, I have no problem adding the gratuity. Um, uh, I don't know where a good example is, but if I'm um, anywhere else, maybe buying a sweater at a store, Right. It says, would you like to add a tip? Really? And, I, and I'm like, really? Oh, okay, I think I guess I, guess I <laughs> then should. Then you feel kind of pressured, right? For sure. And I do. I support <laughs> local economy 100%. So I do. But I take a second to evaluate. Hmm. Okay. I do too. And again, uh, you know, we appreciate all those all those efforts of those men and women. Um, so for sure. But besides um, the, the item, make sure you plan for what it costs to ship it. Mm-hmm. And also any taxes and any other... Um, uh, costs associated with that purchase. Right. Because if you even have it packed, right. And ship it somewhere else, then that's a whole nother cost. And that can really add up. hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these are um, pennies into dollars. Every just add it up. Everything is inflationary. Every purchase I'm challenging everyone out there watching and listening this year, add up everything that you're purchasing. And I challenge you to contact me. If your total uh, per item you know, balance is lower than last year. Tell me some items that cost less than last year and tell me that you spent less than last year and tell me, because again, you're going to be uh, in the minority mm-hmm. and I would love to uh, hear your story and, and understand how you're able to navigate because things are going to cost so much more this year. Uh, we're giving you five weeks uh, until the end of the year to get it done and prepare. So that was number nine. Number 10. And this has kind of changed during COVID, right? It has actually. This it is has. this is this is a great one. So everyone, listen up. Number ten: use cash when possible to limit your credit card spending. Everywhere I go, it says we don't take cash anymore. Right. It says we don't we don't give change. Yeah. You better have a credit card or a debit card, or you better have Apple Pay. Or you better have something. You better have something. So I've got uh, I've got beads. I've got gold shillings. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got uh, autographed photos right. from celebrities. I'm trying to barter. I was going to say, you're like negotiating. Yeah. And they're like, come on, seriously. (laughs) But no. So um, officially, officially use cash Mm -hmm. because then you're not going to have any um, interest payments if you use your credit card. And so that's simple. But but, it's not. But it's not. So maybe go get one of those um, debit cash cards. Not your debit card, but I don't know. Just go get a card that is $100. Back Buy to, that outright and then use that. Back to number seven. Go get a okay. hundred dollar uh, Visa check card and uh, right. have at it. That's the top ten. Are we done? 
Not yet. Oh, no. This is one of my favorites, and it's kind of hilarious. Yes, because we always do 11 <laughs> around here. Why be a perfect 10 when you can be a perfect, perfect what do we do 11? Right. And so the bonus this year is get and give gift receipts. Get and give gift receipts. Okay. This is seriously a big deal. It is, but it made me laugh originally because you know, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> but it's so true because, A, um, this is a friendly reminder for everyone out there who shops fast and then you don't get the gift receipt and you give the gift and you, they don't even want it. Want it's the it. wrong size. Yeah. It is what it is. And then they're not going to return it for, because you know why? And this is to the point. They return it and they say, oh, do you have the receipt? And you're like, I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, well, that's on clearance now, so we can't give you So what, here's your $5 right? merchandise card, right? Right. Yeah. So um, that's important. Your inflation, hello, and, mm -hmm. and being responsible with your spending habits, hello. And on top of it, yes, if you have your receipt and things go on sale after the holidays, even if it's something you got for yourself, you can take it to the store and they will honor the price adjustment. And if they don't, then you can actually go to the front of the line and then exchange it or return it and then go back to the back and buy a new one and say, ha ha ha, if you're not going to do the adjustment, I'm just going to do more um, re returning be, and yeah. buying. But, <laughs> That's a lot. Yes, but this is about money management. And so do it. Do right. the work. Take it serious. And you'll be better served. And uh, we will see what happens with inflation um, long term. But for now, it's here and it is an ugly monster. Okay. Well, at least hopefully uh, with the holidays coming and everything else that we've helped uh, some people get a grip and an idea of what needs to be done and what shouldn't be done. Absolutely. And as we say all the time, <laughs> yes. Brooke, but around the holidays, mm -hmm. we encourage everyone to be radically generous. Be nice to your neighbor. This is the holidays. Again, count your blessings. Be thankful. Along that, we always say live your best life. And Brooke, it was great to see you today. You too. This is, thank you. This <laughs> is uh, What Do We Do? Season 2, Episode 6. Number 48 Amazing. total. This is awesome. Right. And as we always say, episode 48, and we're just, just getting, getting started. started. <laughs> yes. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.